On today's Murder, She Wrote podcast, it's the season three premiere, and we're at the circus, where Jessica, of course, has to solve the murder of an annoying character in a two-part episode guest-starring Courtney Cox from Friends and Floris Henderson from The Brady Bunch. Oh boy, did I love this episode. Let's get started. Hello and welcome to the Murder She Wrote podcast where I watch every single episode of the hit 80s slash 90s show Murder She Wrote starring three-time Academy Award nominee and six-time Tony Award winner Miss Angela Lansbury. Today I'm going to be talking about season three. Episodes 1 and 2, Death Stalks the Big Top. Air date, September 28th, 1986, and October 5th, 1986. What a fantastic episode, and what a great way to open the show. As always... I spoil everything there is to spoil about the murderer, the suspects, everything in between. You cannot do a Murder, She Wrote podcast without doing that. This episode probably recently aired on Hallmark Channel, as they're now currently on season four. Boy, they go fast. Um, so maybe you recently seen this episode. If so, sit back, relax, and let's see if we notice the same things or have the same opinions. If not, and you didn't see this episode on Hallmark Channel, have no fear. If you own the DVDs like I do, get out your Season 3 disc set, insert the first disc into your DVD player, and these are the first two episodes on that disc. If you do not own the DVDs, and you really want to watch The Murder, She Wrote, you can stream all 12 seasons currently for free on NBC's Peacock app, as well as on the Roku channel. Also on the Roku channel... All four TV movies that preceded Murder, She Wrote when it ended in 1996 are available to stream as well. Seasons 1 through 5 are also available to stream on Freebie, formerly IMDb TV app. Alright, like I said, I absolutely love this episode and I cannot believe that I am back. I mean, well not back. I mean, that I'm on season three. <laughs> I didn't go anywhere. I didn't take a heinous. Um, I thought about it, but I decided, you know what? Let's just dive right in. Um, but I'm on season three, and I'm so happy that I'm on season three. Um, because I don't know if all any of you out there own the DVDs. Um, but seasons one and two, when you start an episode, the Universal logo has to play it every single time you watch an episode in season one or two but so far in season three the episode just starts and you don't have that so i'm actually really 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 happy about that because although i love the universal logo it is kind of annoying especially to have to see it each and every time you start an episode and it doesn't even matter if you play all the episodes at once you still have to see that every single time an episode plays but so far not in season three Absolutely love that. Um, I think this is a great way to open this season. 
Um, like I said, I'm going in blind because I cannot remember. Like, I don't even remember what the first episode of season three in Cabin Cove is said. So I can't wait to find out. You know, it, like, this journey is going to be so fun. So I hope you stay with me. Because, you know, these are going to be my honest opinions on the episodes. Because I have not seen them in a long, long time. To remind you, I've been consumed with seasons one and two for the last year. So I am now seeing these for the first time in a year or longer. And I can tell you that I love Deathstalks the Big Top. I loved the circus as a kid. Um, I wasn't very fond of the clowns. Still are not fond of clowns. I just, they're creepy. Um, I don't like them. Especially Stephen King's It. Especially the remake. Not necessarily the uh, miniseries in 1990 with Tim Curry as Pennywise the Clown. But the remake, oh god, what atrocious. I just did not like it. Sorry if you did like it, but I just was not a fan. So, this episode is very, very interesting. It's a two-part episode, and I am guessing that this is the first time they've done this, because there were no two-part episodes in season one or two. I don't know if this is something they do again, um, because as far as I can tell on the DVD, the next two episodes are individually individual from each other, so um, we'll see. And I also love how season, how each season seems to have like a theme. Like the first season is sort of like brown. The second season is yellow. And this season, season three, is blue. And it has a blue background with, with like a fingerprint. Ooh, isn't that interesting? All right. So, so uh, let's dive into this very interesting two-part episode. As I said, Courtney Cox, before she was famous for being on Friends and also being in the Scream franchise, she guest stars as Carol, Jessica's niece, on Frank's side. Um, it was nice to see her. She doesn't get much to do in either part one or two of this episode, um, which is kind of sad. And I know that this is probably her only guest appearance on the show but i'm gonna look up what else she's been in anyway um we also have florence henderson from the brady bunch who like robert reed who guest starred in season one in footnote to murder was desperately trying to go against type after playing the ultimate tv mom mrs brady and it's so sad that you know, she didn't get to show her range as an actress because she is fantastic. Especially in this episode. You would not know that she was Mrs. Brady being in this episode. Alright, so let's start, a, start it. Let's start talking about it. Okay, so this episode starts off with Jessica in Washington somewhere. At a house that I think I saw because I've been... Recently watching a bunch of videos of tours for the Universal Backlot, and I watched one in 1995 um, that someone had put on YouTube, and I learned a couple of things about Murder, She Wrote that I didn't know. Um, has anybody ever seen the movie, 
the best little whorehouse in Texas with Dolly Parton and Burt Reynolds? Well, they used part of that house as Jessica's house. Like, the backside of it. Um, a, like, recreated the house they used in the pilot movie. I did not know that. And, of course, several locations throughout the Universal Backlot was used for Murder, She Wrote. And I think this house that we see is also. Also, you can tell this, this uh, where the circus is, they also filmed it on the Universal Backlot because they have several, um, like, empty patches of land to where, like, if there has to be, like, an outdoor scene or people have to be walking in the woods or there has to be a circus or camping or whatever, they have you know, empty patches of land. And you can tell that the if you look closely in this episode at several of the shots, you will see the Hollywood mountains that you've probably seen in MASH and also the Waltons behind Jessica. So I found that to be very interesting. Okay, so it is... Carol's Wedding, played by Courtney Cox. Um, she's in her wedding dress with her, with her mom, Aubrey, and her aunt, Constance. And Aubrey and Constance are those annoying family members that everyone seems to have. That are always condescending, very mean, very judgmental, wants things specifically for themselves, um, doesn't care what the person feels, what the person wants, doesn't seem to really have um, any happiness within them, um, which is really sad. Um, and they don't seem to care what Carol wants here. Like, she decides to wear the specific wedding dress. They don't like it. Um, the person comes by for the fitting. They don't like how snug it looks. And Constance is like, well, we did it your way, but now we're bringing in my, the person that I want to, wanted to hire for the fitting. Jessica then arrives and they say that she's arrived three days early. And that they're happy that she seemed to fit them in her schedule since she's so famous now. They go downstairs to greet her and I swear Constance is wearing a weird outfit. Like it looks like it was clothing that was used to rip away during a disaster movie in the 1970s. I mean, it looks really weird. I mean, have you ever noticed that in disaster movies, their clothes get ripped several times throughout the movie? This looks like this was made specifically for that. It's not a good outfit for her. So they go down and they greet Jessica. They're very cold and unfeeling towards her. Um, she says that she really wants to see Carol. And then she runs into Robert who was Frank's brother and apparently Constance, Constance's husband, Carl Fletcher, um, 
has been presumed dead for several years and Carol wishes he could be there and Constance says to her, he's been dead for over 10 years. Why do you want him here? I mean, wow, lady, he was your husband for goodness sake. And he is Carol's grandfather. Well, Jessica goes up or she tells Robert that Constance and Aubrey have not changed. And then she goes upstairs to see Carol. Carol is so happy that Jessica's there to give her some relief from Constance and Aubrey. She wishes that her grandfather was there and how much she misses him and wishes that he could be there for the wedding with her. And then she gets a gift. Someone brings it upstairs and it turns out to be a silver leprechaun. What a weird gift. Well, her explanation for this gift is that it is from her grandfather and she knows that he's alive because he used to tell her when she was a little girl that a silver leprechaun would show up at her wedding. Yeah, I didn't get this. And he somehow manages to find one and sends it to her. So she knows he's alive. Jessica gets very emotional and says that Frank never believed that his brother was dead. And she looks at it and finds out that the postage came from Arizona. She decides to track down Carl um, because she really wants him to be there for Carol's wedding. She says that she will make up an excuse that she has to meet with her publishers and she leaves right away. Meanwhile, we cut to the circus, the comedy brothers circus. Um, and Mr. Fletcher is now known as Carl Schumann, and he is a clown in the circus. We get introduced to our key players in the circus, Mr. Preston Bartholomew, who basically takes care of various things around the circus. We get introduced to Charlie McCollin, a little boy, whose mom, uh, Katie McCullen is like a high-flying act. Um, we get introduced to Mr. Edgar Comedy, who owns the circus. His son, uh, Raymond, and Raymond's wife, Daniela. And we also get introduced to resident bad guy, Hank Stutter, uh, and his wife, May Lynn. All the stutter, which I'm surprised that they're married. They seem to basically have no chemistry, but you know, you can't help who you love. And we also get introduced to Brad, who also helps around the circus and is has a crush on Kate, and Charlie looks up to him. Those are our key players for the circus. And Kate Katie is played by Pamela Susan Swoop, who was in Halloween Part 2, 1981. I recognized her right away from that. Um, so Jessica goes to this town um, and goes through various stores, and immediately I recognize where we were. We were, were literally on the same set slash back lot that they used for power keg. How I noticed right away was the sheriff's office is exactly the same. The word sheriff is written on the window. 
in the tour videos. It's hilarious. Like in 1995, as well as all the way to the ones I've seen since last year, they say, here at Universal Studios, we try desperately to not let anyone recognize our, our buildings and other projects. Well, they may try, but I spotted it. And I think it's always fun. It's almost like a scavenger hunt. Can you spot the other time you saw this? So it's like really fun. Um, Jessica manages to track down the Silver Leprechaun at a store. And uh, then she... Uh, the guy says that it was a guy named Carl who came in and bought it and that he seemed to be quite in a hurry and he didn't know where he went. Well, she sees the poster for the circus and immediately puts two and two together and decides to track the circus down. She goes to the next town over and finds it. They're in the middle of a show when she buys a ticket. She shows Carl's um, picture to the woman who's taking tickets and at first the woman says oh that looks like carl then when she realizes what she said she backpedals and says she has no idea who it is um meanwhile hank is not a nice dude and when you're not nice you you basically become a murder victim um Raymond's wife, Daniela, is not very happy with the circus and kind of wants to move on with her life and wants to do something worth something. And Raymond doesn't want to give it up and she doesn't understand why. When she leaves the trailer in a huff, she runs into Hank. Apparently they had a, a brief affair off screen when she was vulnerable and sad. But she wants nothing to do with him now. And he's not a very attractive dude, so I don't get it. But you know, you can't help who you're attracted to. Um, later, Hank goes to Katie's trailer and attempts to get with her. And Charlie comes out with a Louisville slugger and threatens to hit him with it. But he ends up taking the bat away from him. Um, meanwhile, um, before that happens, Jessica shows up, like I said, buys a ticket to the show and she looks around and she runs into Mr. Comedy and she asks about Carl. He basically says that he does not know anyone by that name around here and basically, um, tells some random guy who isn't credited to basically take her to her hotel or wherever it is that she's staying. Which of course gets Jessica's suspicions up because why can't she just see the show? Why are you being all mysterious? Well, the next day, Mr. Comedy runs into Carl and tells him that Jessica showed up. Meanwhile, Jessica decides to go undercover and act like a Southern woman who owns a store and tricks Mei Lin into, into thinking that she's a, she's a person from a store. It's so hilarious. Um, before she goes up to Mei Lin, though, she runs into a monkey, a chip, chimpanzee, and picks him up and gives him a kiss and then puts him back down. It's so hilarious. And then once Jessica, um, you know, after... 
Mei Lin tells her where she can find Carl, she literally ditches everything she was wearing, and it's revealed that she's wearing a man's shirt with a belt wrapped around it, which unfortunately, for some reason, was a fashion for women in the late 1980s. And I don't get it. It hasn't aged well. I mean, in Friday the 13th Part 4, the girl just wore a long shirt with a belt over it and they called it a dress. She said she didn't like it. I learned that from watching the behind the scenes on the DVD. Anyway, Jessica's looking around trying to find Carl's trailer and both Carl and Mr. Comedy spot her. What Mr. Comedy tries to get rid of her while Carl stands behind a trailer, hiding from Jessica. When Katie comes up and asks Mr. Comedy to come look, Hank is dead and appears to be trampled by the elephants, which I don't think that would happen, but okay. We get introduced to Sheriff Lynn Charles, played by Greg Henry, who played um, one of, who gave one of the best performances in Murder, She Wrote History in season one as the killer, Barry, in Broadway Milady. This is his second of several appearances on Murder, She Wrote. Um, such a damn fine actor, I'd have to say, and he's playing the sheriff. We also get introduced to the mayor of this town, which I don't know the name of the town, sorry. His name is Mayor Powers, played by Ronnie Cox, who is unfortunately not related to Courtney Cox. I looked that up because I was curious. I thought they were related, but they are not. He is playing a murder, uh, a murder, sorry. He is playing the mayor, and the mayor is very pushy and wants to take over the investigation because he desperately, desperately wants to, uh, be re-elected mayor of the town. And Jessica notices right away that there is no blood on the elephant's uh, feet, that a chain has been broke, and that it appears as if Mr. Stutter was hit with a, was hit with a blunt object. Um, perhaps a bat of some kind. Immediately, the sheriff realizes that Jessica has potential, but the mayor is literally, of course, as anyone would be, suspicious that Jessica seems to know more than everyone else. So he decides to interrogate her in the middle of the circus. Um, she basically does not like this guy, and the audience doesn't either, including yours truly. Um... He just comes across as arrogant, pompous, and annoying. And she basically matches him step for step. And the mayor decides to, sh to uh, shut the circus down until the investigation. All arrows seem to point to Carl. But Jessica doesn't believe it. Um... So Jessica decides to get to the bottom of it since Carl's not there. Um, Brad and Charlie are also missing, um, but they are accommodated for when they come back from fishing, although they didn't catch anything. Um, 
and Jessica decides to get to the bottom of it since the sheriff doesn't seem to be all that concerned with actually solving the crime. They find that Hank died being bludgeoned to death, but he also was punched before he died. Interesting. Um, so, so at this point, Jessica decides to solve the crime for herself. She wonders where Hank's whereabouts were before he died. And meanwhile, Katie and Maylin discuss the events that have been happening apparently off screen. Before the episode starts, there were a couple accidents at the circus, and it seems as if somebody wants to shut them down. And Maylin says that she's glad that Hank has died because all he ever did was cheat on her and didn't seem to love her like he was supposed to. And she doesn't even know why she's married to him. And neither do I. Um, meanwhile, Jessica begins trying to snoop around and no one is forthcoming about Carl. And then they put an APB out on him and they discover him trying to get on the bus and he tries to run, but for some reason he can't run fast enough and they catch him. He gets locked behind bars and Jessica goes to the jail to see him. And he is the same person that was presumed dead several years ago, Frank's brother. Jessica is overwhelmed emotionally to see him and doesn't understand why he, he had done what he'd done. Carl basically explains that he was so done with Constance's constant bickering that he decided he wanted to have a new life. And what better way to join the circus? But he had to fake his death. He faked a boating accident and then went off to live his life. Jessica says, but surely a divorce... Or something, he says, no, that would not be good enough for her. And they got my money. They basically got what they wanted. So I hate that I had to leave Carol and that I didn't get to be with her on her wedding day. And maybe I shouldn't have sent that silver leprechaun. But I need you to leave this alone, Jessica. I did it. Well, Jessica refuses to believe that he did. As she goes back to the circus, the mayor thinks that the case is closed and wants Jessica to stay out of it. The sheriff reluctantly goes along because he doesn't want to speak up on such matters because, well, the mayor is the boss. But Jessica is bound and determined to get Carl off and to figure out why Carl thinks that he killed Hank. Jessica's talking to Mr. Comedy and Katie walking with them. And she doesn't believe that Carl killed them. But when the sheriff and his men show up to search for the murder weapon, they tell Jessica that Carl has made a full confession and even told them where the murder weapon is. And that's where part two ends. Part two picks up exactly where part one left off where Jessica goes back to the jail to speak to Carl. 
She cannot believe that he has killed this person. She doesn't believe it. It makes no sense to her. Meanwhile, also towards the end of part one, sorry, forgot this. Um, Florence, um, Maria Morgana shows up. She is Daniela's mother, and she's a famous fashion designer, along with her, I don't know, secretary, driver person who, uh, who's been a mama's family and also appeared briefly in Joshua Peabody Died Here Possibly. Um, he accosts the hotel owner when he doesn't have a suite of rooms at the local hotel that Jessica's also staying at. And she accepts it and she wants she wants Raymond and Daniela to get away from the circus, but Daniela doesn't want to. Meanwhile, we briefly get introduced to Harry Kingman, who also apparently owns a successful string of circuses and wants to buy Mr. Comedy's circus. But Mr. Comedy says no. Meanwhile, in part two, resuming what I was talking about in part two, um, Carl basically tells Jessica to stay out of it, that he killed him, and that's that. And there's nothing else that can be done. Jessica is bound and determined to prove that Carl didn't and that Carl was lying. When he fights her, he seems to have a pain in his leg, so she calls the sheriff. And it turns out that he has a stab wound on his leg. Jessica notices, I don't know how, that it's self-inflicted. She basically tells the mayor and the sheriff that he obviously stabbed himself and that he's covering for someone. The mayor and the sheriff, of course, don't believe her, so then she's more bound and determined than any. When she gets back to the circus, uh, Charlie is very upset because she sent Carl to jail. But she explains that she's trying to get him out and she notices they're very close. She goes into Carl's trailer and discovers that that Carl is very close to Charlie. So Jessica puts two and two together and then Charlie and Katie tell Jessica what happened the night before he died and how Charlie was going to hit him with his little slugger but he took it away from him. So, Carl put two and two together and believes that Charlie is the killer. Jessica goes back to the jail and basically tells Carl that Charlie didn't do it. That Hank had taken his bat, but he didn't kill him. Hank, um, sorry, Carl explains the story, and this is where they lost me. Um, Carl was up in the wee hours of the morning checking on the animals and discovers Hank's body. He immediately discovers the bat on the ground and knew that it was Charlie's. He immediately thought since he found the bat that Charlie was the one that killed Hank over making passes at his mom. 
So, he picked up the bat, threw it in a river, and then went in his trailer and stabbed himself in the leg to put blood on a plastic bat to make it look as if he were the murderer. That's where they lost me. Like, I'm sorry, why would you stab yourself in the leg? I mean, isn't there another way? Like, I don't know. Like, open a finger and bleed on it that way? I mean, why did you have to stab yourself in the leg? Ow. So, this is not good enough for the mayor. The mayor still believes that Carl is the murderer because who the hell would stab themselves in the leg? And I kind of have to side with him on that one. Um, so he puts him in jail. Meanwhile, uh, Kate, Katie is practicing her high flying act when she notices that something is not right with the pole and she almost falls. It's yet another accident. And she's not so sure she wants to go on later that night. They realize that somebody is doing this deliberately. Meanwhile, Morgana offers Mr. Comedy $2 million to let Raymond out of the circus, which he gladly accepts because he'll be able to pay the circus people and he will also be able to, to, you know, get out of debt at the bank. When Raymond finds this out, he goes to his dad and says, Am I that expendable to you? Am I really worth $2 million to get rid of? And he says, Well, you don't want to be in this circus anymore. I don't understand why you're here. And he says, Because I love you, Dad. Isn't that enough? And he goes, well, if you mean that, son, then the $2 million goes back. Meanwhile, Raymond tells Daniela, and Daniela runs into her mother at the hotel where Jessica and Morgana are speaking. Um, a maid comes. They, see, they also see Mr. Comedy driving away in his truck. Um... A maid suddenly starts screaming and Jessica and Daniela go upstairs and discover Mr. Kingman's body. He has been strangled to death. Now there's been another murder. The mayor shows up and Jessica points out that these two killings are related and that Carl couldn't have possibly done it because he's been locked up. The mayor basically has gotten tired of Jessica and wants the sheriff to lock him up. When she says, you have as much right to conduct a police investigation as Jack the Ripper. <laughs> oh boy. Finally, the sheriff decides to stand up to the horrible mayor and tells him to stop being such a jackass and let Jessica help solve the crime and to stay out of his damn investigation, or he will tell everyone what kind of mayor he really is, and no one would re-elect him to save his life. And he's gone for the rest of the episode, from here on out. Yay! Annoying character. 
So now that the sheriff has stood up to him, Jessica's now determined more than ever to figure out who killed Hank and Mr. Kingman. Meanwhile, back at the circus, uh, Mr. Bartholomew is boosting about the fact that he used to work for Mr. Kingman at a different circus and that he wasn't a great guy. He also says that he'll be getting money um, soon and might be leaving Mr. Comedy's circus. And Mei, Ling, Mei Lin says, what, you got some oil sprouting up somewhere? And then he tells her that Mr. Kingman was strangled. Remember that. Okay. Meanwhile, Jessica goes, goes back to her hotel room to rest and finds Mei Lin on the floor of her hotel room. Someone comes up behind her and has chloroformed her and knocks her out. They then start a fire in a, in a garbage can and then throw the fire on top of the bed. Meanwhile, Carl gets dropped off at the hotel just in time and is able to save Jessica and Mei Lin from certain death. Jessica from this fire is able to figure out exactly who the murderer is and it's none other than Mr. Bartholomew himself. Apparently he used to work for Mr. Kingman and was hired by Mr. Kingman to basically be like a foreman at the circus. He has been causing all the various accidents at the circus and he ended up killing Hank. Not because Hank was a bad person. Also, it's revealed that Brad kind of punched, or that Brad has been running from the law. Apparently, he used to be a wrestler, and apparently, he gave that up and ended up um, becoming an alcoholic. And when he drunk, he punched people. And one time, he punched a guy way too hard, and the dude died. And he was about to go to jail for manslaughter, and he somehow managed to escape and ended up joining the circus. And he came across Hank in, um, by the elephants and started beating him up, but he did not kill Hank. It was the bat that killed him. Because Mr. Bartholomew came to cut the chain off of the elephants, I guess, so they would do something. I don't know exactly what his plan was there, but it happened that Hank was on the ground and saw and got up and saw what he was doing. So ordinary to cover his tracks, he hit him with the Louisville Slugger, which happened to be sitting down on the ground. And then tried to make it look as if the elephants trampled him, I guess, by having them walk on him. I'm not entirely sure about that. Um, the actor that plays this character does a very good job of saying, this is just conjecture, but say that maybe I went to Mr. Kingman's hotel room. Maybe he relented on our deal. It wouldn't give me my money. And maybe I decided in a, in a rage to strangle him. But this is all come this is all congesture. You can't prove that I killed Hank and you can't prove that I killed Mr. Kingman. 
Well, suddenly all the key players, Maylin, Mr. Comedy, Raymond, Comedy's wife. Oh, yeah. And the other thing that's resolved, um, Raymond returns the $2 million to Morgana and basically explains to a stunned, um, to his wife and his mother-in-law that his father is dying from cancer and Sorry, this is hard for me since my father died from cancer, so I completely understand um, that his father is dying from cancer and he wants to spend the remainder of his days at the circus and he wants to be with his father and spend as much time as he possibly can with his father. So that's why they want to stay with the circus. And she completely understands and drops the whole thing. So me, anyway, Rain, uh. Mr. Bartholomew basically says that they can't prove anything. And then all the key players, Raymond, his wife, Mr. Comedy, Malin, Katie, Charlie, um, Brad, all come in and they're basically like, well, you're right. The police aren't going to believe this. We don't have proof that you actually did it. So why don't we just feed you to the tiger? And Jessica says, well, I don't normally condone violence, but there doesn't seem to be any other way. They open the cage and they act like they're going to put him in. And he says, okay, all right, I admit it. I did it, okay? I killed Mr. Kingpin. I killed Hank. What more? I caused the accidents. What more do you want? And then the sheriff comes out of nowhere. And he says, well, I happen to be passing by. And it's a good thing for you. Uh, and he's arrested. Meanwhile, Jessica goes back to the wedding. And of course, Constance and Aubrey are being their usual annoying selves. And they're like angry that Jessica's been gone with her publisher. Carol refuses to listen to Constance. Because apparently she offered her husband uh, to be a job and he turned her down. And she said, we don't want your job because we know exactly what you're trying to do. You're trying to control us and you're not going to do it. We're going to make it on our own. And I'm guessing this is the first time that Carol stood up to Constance because she's like shocked. Jessica shows up and she's like, well... Nice of you to show up. Nice of you to fit us in between your publishers. Hopefully that was more important than your niece's wedding. And Jessica says, can I have a moment alone with Carol? And Carol tells them to get out and they feel insulted. Meanwhile, Jessica reveals that Carl is in fact still alive, but he is not going to reveal this to Constance or Aubrey. Um, Jessica gives them a moment alone and Carol is so happy to see him. He says, I hope that you can forgive me for what I've done. And she says, oh, I completely and totally understand. And they hug it out. Meanwhile, Jessica goes downstairs and she runs into Robert. She tells Robert that Carl's alive and not to tell Constance or Aubrey. And apparently he's married to Aubrey. And he asks, is he happy? And she says, yes, very. She then says that they need a new person to invest in his circus. And he immediately signs up and says that he will. And then he says, 
or Aubrey comes over and is fussing at him pretty much the same way Constance fusses at everybody else. And he says, I wonder if that circus has room for an unappreciated overworked stockbroker. And she said, well, we can ask the new owner. And that's the end of the episode. Overall, I love that we're at the circus because I love the circus except for the clowns. Um, I love that Florence Henderson is in this episode. I love that Courtney Cox is in this episode. It just works. But before we get to the guest stars, let's go over what movies have been released since... Uh, March, since we're in September and the last episode aired in May or April, we were in March the last time I checked here. So rounding out March was something called Evil or rounding out March was something called Zone Troopers, Hidden Pleasures, POV, The Escape, Low Blow. I've never heard of any of these movies. Ooh, the month. The Money Pit, and April Fool's Day, was released on March 28th. Those were good movies. Absolutely love those. Care Bears Movie 2. Chopping Mall. I love that movie. Chopping Mall was great. Police Academy 3. Just Between Friends. The Boys Next Door. I don't know what that's about. So, a lot of good movies that were released in March of 1986. Let's go to April and see what we had. Alright, so... We had Separate Vacations, News at 11. Some of these I have not heard of. Violets are Blue, Eye Man by Disney, uh, I'm sure. Um, Betty Blue, Critters, wow. Return to Mayberry TV movie, Wise Guys, Underworld. It, uh, different. Legend with Tom Cruise. Mr. Boogly. Um, which Disney movie? Um, Crime Wave, Three Men in a Cradle. I guess that was like, you know, a parody of Three Men and a Baby. And Sex Appeal. So not a lot of good movies was released in April. But let's go to May. Let's see what we got here. I found this fascinating, you guys. I just love it. And maybe someday I'll be able to find some of these and be able to watch them. I don't know. Some of them are interesting. We had... Uh, no Regret, No Surrender, never heard of that. Um, Blue City, Cut and Run. Um, Fire with Fire. 
Vanishing Act, Hamburger, The Motion Picture. Short Circuit, that was good. Killer Party, Dangerously Close. Young Again, Combat Shot, Flying. Top Gun was released on May 16th in 1986. Awesome. You know, everybody was going to see that. Um, Fuzz Bucket, another Disney movie. As Summers Die, um, Jamie Lee Curtis and Betty Davis would love to see that. Uh, Stagecoach, uh, Poltergeist 2, Crawl Space. Oh, that movie was scary. Cobra with um, Walker, Texas Ranger. Perry Mason, The Case of the Notorious Nun. Garfield in Paradise. Oh man, I love Garfield. Demons, Big Trouble in Little China. Truth or Dare. Bet you that was a TV movie. And that's that. Um, let's see. June. Man. To be alive in the 80s and to be able to go see these movies in theaters, I bet you it was a thrill. And also to see these movies on TV, some of them. Uh, let's see. We got The Truth About Alex. That was a TV movie. Raw Deal, Department Stores, Space Camp. Um, Prince and the Revolution. Fairless Blue's Day Off came out on June 11th, 1986. Isn't that great? Um, the Manhattan Project, Back to School. Never Too Young to Die, The Karate Kid Part 2. Vampires. Sunday in the Park with George. I didn't know they made that into a movie. I've never seen it. I guess it wasn't very popular. Um, the Decline of the American Empire. Ruthless People, I absolutely loved Ruthless People. My Little Pony, the movie. Ugh. Um, Labyrinth, Running Scared, hilarious movie. Slow Burn, I don't know what that is, but Johnny Depp was in it. And Rollerblade. <laughs> awesome. Uh, let's see, July, these are probably not all the movies that was released then, but like the biggest ones. July, let's see here. So many good ones, so many good ones. The Great Mouse Detective, Under the Cherry Moon with Prince, Psycho 3, uh, About Last Night, Over the Rainbow, Oh, uh, that was a foreign movie. Easy Prey. Um, Club Paradise. Queen. Live. Um, in concert. Vamp. Monster Dog. <laughs> um, Pirates. Aliens. It was released on July 18th, 1996. Isn't that amazing? 
Um, Out of Bounds, The Patriot. Um, Heartburn with uh, Jack Nicholson and uh, Meryl Streep. Maximum Overdrive. I love that movie. Most people don't, but I did. The Parent Trap 2. Haunted Hollywood. Haunted Honeymoon. Would love to see that. Nothing in Common. Howard the Duck. Flight of the Navigator. Friday the 13th. Part 6. Jason Lives was on August 1st. So, wow, it's been a while. Because we have August, and then we'll get to September, and then October, because, yeah. It's amazing. So, at the start of August, we had Friday the 13th, Jason Lives, Howard the Duck, um which was a big box office bomb. <laughs> um, a Better Tomorrow. Terror at 10 Killer. I don't know what that is. Secrets of the Titanic. One Crazy Summer. Transformers the movie cartoon version. Uh, Robin Williams Live at the Met. A Fine Mess. Billy Crystal. Live, The Boy Who Could Fly, Condor, Dead in Drive-In, <laughs> The Fly, oh my god, I love The Fly, Armed and Dangerous, uh, Night of the Creeps, The Texas Chainsaw Massacre, Part 2, Stand By Me, love that one. Touch and Go, um, Bullies, Hands of Steel, Trashing, The Night Stalker, awesome, and then September when this, when the first part aired, let's see, September 28th, what was around that time that people probably were going to see? Well, we'll just go over all of it. Alright. So, starting um, in September was Codename Wild Geese, um, Fat Guy Goes Nutso, okay, yo. Double Agent, uh, Bedroom Eyes, uh, <laughs> Avenging Force, G.I. Joe, Transformers again, both cartoons, My Little Pony, uh, Blue Velvet, I've always wanted to see that, I really want to see that, Ghost Keeper, I don't know what that is, Shadow Play, um, Crocodile Dundee, so that was released on the 26th, so I bet you people are going to see that, that was a very popular movie. Um, Half Moon Street with Sigourney Weaver and Michael Crane. Um, Murder in Three Acts was it was after that the mission 
Adam, his song continues. Sorority House Massacre on October 1st. Weekend Warriors. So around October 5th, when this, the second episode aired, we had, oh, that was the year The Worst Witch was released. That's a good Halloween movie. I watched it on YouTube. Okay, so I'm trying to see here, October 5th. But we'll go at the start of it and then, okay. Recruits, obviously, like a, you know, parody police academy. Because it says, you failed police academy, you're there, man. Uh, sorority house, uh, massacre, menace. Um, playing for keeps. Children of a lesser god. Everybody says that's good. Tough guys. Um, there must be a pony. I have no idea. Little Spies. It's a Disney movie. Jumpin' Jack Flash. I absolutely love that movie. Have it on VHS. Um, Clockwise. I don't know. Deadly Friend. Weird movie. Peggy Sue Got Married. Love that one. It's good. Circle of Violence. It's a TV movie. So, let's see. Where are we? That was the 17th. So, I'm assuming... Uh, people were going to see Jumping Jack Flash. And rounding out October 1986 was The Making of Back to the Future, Trick or Treat, Soul Man, From Beyond, The Brat Patrol, Amazons, Let's Get Harry, Who is Julia, The Tomb, The Worst Witch, The Malibu Bikini Shot, yeah <laughs> so yeah isn't that amazing okay so let's go over our guest stars martin b a l bam sam played mr comedy he died in 1996 at the age of 76. But he lived a long life. He was born on November 4th, 1919. So he saw the world change around him. He is known for All the President's Men, 1976. 12 Angry Men, 1957. Psycho, the original, 1960. And A Thousand Clowns, 1965. Oh, I would not like to see that. Um, oh... Henry's Christmas was his last credit. It was a TV movie um, released in 1996. He was in the remake of Cape Fear. Um, he was in some sort of French thing. Ocean miniseries. Midnight Caller. The Twilight Zone. This is his only two episodes of Murder, she wrote. He was in the Delta Force with uh, 
Chuck Norris, St. El Elmo's Fire, Emerald's Fire, sorry, not Elmo. <laughs> he was in Archie Bunker's place. Little Gloria, Happy at Last. I have no idea what that is. A lot of TV movies. That's some you can't find anymore, like from the 1970s, like The Storyteller, Contact on Cherry Street, Two Minute Warning, Maud, All the President's Men. Oh, he was in the taking of Platform 1, 2, 3, the original. They remade that in 2009 with John Travolta. Night of Terror, the $6 million man movie. Confessions of a Police Captain. The Old Man Who Cried Wolf. Okay. Apparently A Thousand Clowns is a movie. I've never seen it, never heard of it. Twilight Zone. Route 66. Oh, he was on the original Cape Fear as well. Uh, Naked City, The Untouchables, Breakfast of Tiffany's. Oh, Albert Hitchcock Presents, Have Gun, Will Travel. Um, Playhouse 60, Rawhide, Vision Lady on the Waterfront, uncredited though. The Living Bible as a Townsman. Actor Studio. And then his first uh, credit, but he's not actually credited, is Winged Victory in 1944. You go, dude. Jackie Cooper played Carl Fletcher. He died in 2011. At the age of 88, he's known for Superman 1, 2, 3, and 4 as Perry White. Oh, so that's what I recognized him from. Um, his last known credit is in 1990 in Capital News. And this is his only episode of Murder Shoot. Two episodes of Murder Shoot. He was on St. Elsewhere, all the Superman movies, Rockford Files, Petticoat Junction, or Operation Petticoat, sorry. Police Story, Mobile One, Mobile Two. Okay, I don't know what that is. The Invisible Man, The Day the Earth Moved. Dr. Dan, Kojak Columbo, FBI, Circle of Fear TV series, McLeod, Original Hawaii Five-O, The Love Machine. The Twilight Zone, The Great Adventure, The Dick Powell Theater, The People's Choice, Studio One, General Electric Theater, Suspense, it was a TV show. Oh, he was in Seafield Girl. I think Judy Garland was in that. And he was in a lot of stuff. His first known credit is in, oh, as a little boy in 1929. Long career. You go, Mr. Cooper. You were great in this episode. Our murderer was played by Alex Cord, who played Preston Bartholomew. 
Oh, he died last year at the age of 88. May he rest in peace. He was known for the television series Airwolf, CIA codename Alexa, 1992, Chosen Survivors, 1974, and Goliath Awaits, 1981. I have no idea what the last one is. His last known credit is something called Fire From Below in 2009. He was in the miniseries High Tide, Walker, Texas Ranger, Biography, um, Jack, Jake, Jake and the Fat Man. I don't know why I said Jack. Uh, original Mission Impossible TV series, Freddy's Nightmares, Monsters, War of the Worlds, Simon and Simon, The Dirty Dozen, The Final Mission. This is his only two episodes of Murder, She Wrote, but he will guest star in The Law and Harry McGraw, which I know the pilot episode is available on YouTube, but I don't know if all the episodes are. I have to look into that. Airwolf, Hotel, Fantasy Island, Cassie and Cup, Cole, oh, Goliath Awaits was a TV show, I guess. The Love Boat, uh, W.E.B., I don't know. Have I Got a Christmas for You? TV movie, Police Woman, Six Million Dollar Man, Fire, um, probably a disaster movie, um, The FBI, Mission Impossible, Gunsmoke, Night Gallery, Bob Hope Presents Cluster, 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 a theater thing, Route 66, The Doctors and Nurses, um, and he was in the, his first credit is the Western Lemaire. Or something like that. Good for him. Like I said, he did a really good performance in this. And even though I'm pretty sure this is her only episode of Murder, She Wrote, we'll just go over everything Courtney Cox has done. Love her. She's one of my favorite actresses. Oh, she just had a birthday on June 15th, 19th. Um, on June 15th. So happy birthday, you wonderful, wonderful person. I love you. She's, of course, known for Friends. Scream, Scream 3, and 3,000 Miles to Graceland, 2001. She is currently filming Scream 6 and Last Chance You. I don't know what that is. She was in a TV series called Shining Veil. I have no idea what that is either. Guest starred on Modern Family, Shameless, Drunk History, Kruger Town. That was an okay show. Couldn't really get into it. Scrubs, Dirt, Friends, The Trouble with Larry was a TV show before Friends, Till We Meet Again, Family Ties, And this is, like I said, her only episode of Marvin She Wrote, but I've always been curious. She was also on The Love Boat, um, and she was um, on The World As the World Turns, and her first big break came in Bruce Springsteen's Dancing in the Dark music video. As the girl, he gets on stage. Ronnie Cox played the mayor, the annoying mayor that we really wanted to, like, get off the screen because he was just being annoying. He's still alive. 
Oh, he just had a birthday on July 23rd. Happy birthday, Mr. Cox. He is known for the original RoboCop. That's what I should have realized. Um, 1987. Total Recall, 1990. Deliverance, 1972. Very strange movie. And Beverly Hills Cop, 1984. Love that. He's in post-production for something called Demon Star. He was in Being the Ricardos, a movie that was very much criticized. He was in Nashville, Married, Nashville, the TV show, Leverage, Children's Hospital. That was a really weird-ass show, I gotta say. Mr. Sunshine, Dexter, The Starter Wife, Cold Case, Commander-in-Chief, Desperate Housewives, Law and Order Special Victims Unit, Stargate, SG-1, Angel and the Family, with Meredith Baxter, I remember that one, Boston Public, Godzilla, the cartoon series, he was in the John Bonet Ramsey miniseries. He played John Ramsey, the father. Deep Blue Sea, although I don't remember him in that. He was uncredited, so okay. The Practice, Invasion America, Sean, um, Street Justice, Diagnosis, Murder, Second Chances, Star Trek, The Next Generation, Perry Mason, The Case of the Heartbroken Bride, Cop Rock, which was a weird show where they were cops, but they sung. But it was still interesting. Um, St. Elsewhere. And this is his only episode of Murder, she wrote. He also guest starred on Family Ties. Something called Spencer was in the first Beverly Hills Cop. I guess wasn't in the second or third. And he was in the first RoboCop, but not... I thought he was on all three RoboCops. Because um, that... I kept thinking I recognized him somewhere. Um, his first credit is Look Homeward Angels. Team of the United 72. Well, at least he hasn't played a history of annoying characters. But this one really was. Uh, Joey Kramer played Charlie. He is still with us. He will have a birthday on August 23rd. So happy birthday, sir. He is known for Flight of the Navigator, which was released around the same time this episode was released. Um, the Clan of the Cave Bear, 1996. Runaway, 1984. And Murder, She Wrote. Because he was only in 12 things. It says, though, he is filming something called Altered Perceptions. He was in something called Petite last year. Fragile Seeds, The Twelve Step Strangler, uh, It's My Party in 1996. This is the only episode of Murder She Wrote. Something called Stone Fox, The Magic World of Disney, and Runaway was uh, another movie. Okay. He was good in this. Uh, Constance was played by Lorraine Day. And I'm pretty sure this is the only time we see this woman, no murder she wrote. She died in 2007 at the age of 87. She's known for Foreign Correspondent, 1940. The Locket, 1946. Those Enduring Young Charms, 1945. And Tarzan Finds a Son. Wow. 
And yes, this is her only episode of Murder, She Wrote, because this is her last known credit. We've, I guess she retired after this episode. I, well, I mean, given the role she had to play, I would retire too. Uh, she guest starred on Hotel, Airwolf, Lou Grant, Fantasy Island, Love Boat, Murder at, on Flight 502, Medical Center, The Sixth Sense, The Name of the Game, Wagon Train, Albert Hitchcock Hour, uh, Playhouse 90, Swiss Family Robinson, Sorry, had to get a drink. Um, Climax. I don't know what that is. General Electric Theater. And she was in a lot of... Probably part of the, you know, studio system back in the day. Her first known credit is Sheila Dallas. Uncredited, of course. But her first credited role is Scandal Street. Which is probably a film nor a film. All right, um, then we had as Brad Greg Irving. Greg is still alive. Um, he, uh, happy birthday in advance, Greg, because his birthday will be on October 14th. He is known for Deep Star 6, 1989, BJ and the Bear, TV show, A Year at the Top, TV show, and Big Sound. TV show. Last known credit was last year, Blending Christmas. For that, the Christmas listing. He guys started on 911, but I don't remember seeing him. He was on General Hospital in 2018. Um, he guys started on CSI, um, Under a Belly, My Dog's Christmas Miracle, Metal Tornado, uh, Heatwave TV movie in 2009, Code Case, Mail Order Bride, Journey to the Center of the Earth, Poison Ivy, The Secret Society, Desperate Housewives, Close to Home, Captive Hearts, CSI Miami, Jag, Straight from the Heart, Big Sound, it was a TV show, never heard of it, Outer Limits, Touched by an Angel, Survivor, Veronica's Closet, Family Rules, Earthquake in New York, that was a good miniseries. Um, Seventh Heaven, Melrose Place. Blake's Law. Columbo. My Two Dads. Albert Hitchcock Presents. Madlock. And this is his only episode of Murder, She Wrote. Masquerade TV Show. Fame TV show. BJ and the Bear was a TV show. The Misadventures of Sheriff Lobo, Barnaby Jones, One Day at a Time, Dallas, The Runaways, A Year at the Top was a TV show. Six Million Dollar Man, and his first credit is Good Heavens TV show. Never heard of it. All right. Awesome. You were great, Greg. Florence Henderson. Of course, this is her first guest appearance of many. But she unfortunately left us in 2016. We miss you. Um, died at the age of 82. She's, of course, known for The Brady Bunch. The Brady Bunch Variety Hour, which none of them wanted to do. The Brady Bunch Movie. 
and Shakes the Clown in 1991. Her last known credit before her death was voiceover work on Sophia the First. She was in Bad Grandma's. Casey Undercover, Fifty Shades of Black as Mrs. Robinson. <laughs> Trophy Wife, 30 Rock, The Cleveland Show, Scooby-Doo Mystery Incorporated, The Night Show with Jay Leno. Um, Allie McBeal, Hercules. Um, Ellen. Weird Owl music video, Caroline in the City as herself. Brady Bunch movie where she played the grandma. How insulting. Roseanne. And she will, aww, she will appear in only one other episode of Murder She Wrote in 1990. I could have swore she was in more episodes than that. Oh, well. I love her. Um, Greg Henry, who played the sheriff. This is, like I said, his second of many, so we're not going to go over him right now. Charles Knapper played our murder victim, an annoying character, Hank. He died in 2011 at the age of 75. He's known for The Silence of the Lambs, 1991, Rambo, First Blood, Part 2, The Blues Brothers, 1980, love that movie, and Austin Powers, International Spy, hated that whole franchise. His last known credit was the cartoon series Archer. Not for children. Um, the Goods, Live Free, Live Hard, Sell Hard. I, that was released when I was a movie usher. It was not all that great. Cold Case, Curb Your Enthusiasm, Ned Declassified School Survival Guide, Monk, CSI, Bat, The Batman cartoon series, The Simpsons, um, Justice League Unlimited. So he, was, he did a lot of... Uh, uh, cartoon voices, The Mummy, Men in Black, the cartoon series. Because remember, back in the day, 90s kids, if it was a popular movie, it would become a TV show, or it would become a cartoon series. They don't do that anymore. Buzz Lightyear, Star Command. Ha <laughs> ha. Uh, Superman, the animated series, The Magician, Walker, Texas Ranger, um... Jumanji, the cartoon series. Love that. Wish that I could see some of these. Star Trek Deep Space Nine. Um, and he'll be in another episode of Murder, She Wrote in 1995. So we'll go over more of his credentials then. Um, May Lynn was played by Lee Parcel. I hope I said that right. Or Purcell. Purcell. Lee Purcell. Sorry. She's still with us. She just had a birthday on June 15th. Happy birthday, ma'am. You were great in this episode. She is known for J.L. Ranch, 2016, Kids vs. Monsters, 2015, and Valley Girl, 1983, and Big Wednesday, 1978. I have no idea what Big Wednesday is. She's gonna... Uh, her last known credit is a movie called Sick in 2018. Um, love at First Glance, Persons Unknown... Uh, Beyond Belief, Fact or Fiction, and she will, oh, she was in Lady in the Lake as, as the girl who pretends to be a nature girl. I'm sorry. 
I mean, she literally, like, played a completely different character in this that I just didn't recognize. She will appear in two other episodes of Murder, She Wrote. So sorry, guys. I didn't realize. Um, Mark Sega played Raymond. And he looked so familiar to me. He is still alive. He had his birthday on July 10th. So happy birthday, sir. He is known for Barnaby Jones. Uh, taken in 2002. Murder, She Wrote, and SWAT. Taken is his last credit. Beverly Hills 902. No, that's not it. Um, Capital Offense. Oh, yeah. Okay. He was in season one. Sorry, guys. Again, I did not remember. But like I said, he did look familiar to me. He will appear in another episode of Murder, She Wrote in 1988. So we'll go for more of his credentials then. Yeah, like he looked so familiar to me that I could not place him. But now I know. All right. Pamela Susan Swoop played Katie. She's still with us. Her birthday was on June 7th, so happy birthday, ma'am. She is known for Halloween 2, 1992, Empire of the Ants, 1977, Wonder Woman, 1976, and Magnum P.I., 1980. Her last known credit is Kung Fu, The Legend Continues TV show. She will appear in another episode of Murder, She Wrote, in 1992. So we'll go over more of her credentials then. But I recognized her right away because I love Halloween 2. And Barbara Stock played the role of Daniela, Raymond's wife. And I think I recognized her from an episode of Charmed. Uh, she's still with us. She had her birthday in May, so happy birthday, ma'am. Uh, she's known for Spencer for Hire, Murder, She Wrote, Dallas, and Remington Street. Her last known credit is The Princess and the Marine in 2001. Yes. She was in that episode in Charmed the Wedding from Hell. I recognized her right away. She also was in the soap opera Port Charles. She was in Hearts of Fire, the original Dallas, the original MacGyver, In the Heat of the Night, the Twilight Zone. And this is her only episode of Murder, She Wrote. She was in the original Knight Rider, Remington Steel, Fantasy Island, TJ Hooker, Facts of Life, and Chips was her first credit. Um, Joe Dersey played our second murder victim, Harry Kingman. He is still with us. He is known for War Games 1983, The Philadelphia Experiment 1984, Real Genius 1985, and Brainstorm 1983. His last known credit is something called Killing Midnight in 1997. He got started on the heat of the night. He was in Pet Cemetery 2. And, wow. Um, he will appear in four more episodes of Murder, She Wrote. 88, 90, 90, not, all in 88 and 1990. So we'll go over more of his credentials then. All right. Wow. Um, and Aubrey was played by Susan Brown.
hold on, guys. It's having a hard time loading. Alright. Susan Brown died in 2018 at the age of 86. She is known for General Hospital, which I guess she was on there when it began in 1969. Murder, she wrote, returned to Peyton Place in Port Charles. She apparently played the role of Dr. Gail Adamson Baldwin. So yeah, she was on the show for the longest time. It was even on the spinoff Port Charles. Um, let's see. Is this her only episode of Murder, she wrote? Uh, she gets thrown Fraser, Crime and Punishment, Love Can Be Murder, Beverly Hills, 90210. Oh, she was also on As the World Turns. And Snoops. Santa Barbara. She was on a lot of uh, soap operas. Hotel. And yeah, this is her only episode of Murder, she wrote. Barney Miller, The Young and the Restless. Doctor's Hospital, The Wild World of Mystery, Marcus Welby, MD, Bright Promise, which I'm assuming is a soap opera, Mission Impossible, Return to Paint and Place, which was a soap opera, Death Valley Days, Name of the Game, It's About Time, The Young Marrieds, which again was a soap opera, um, Valentine's Day, Albert Hitchcock Presents, From These Boats, The Edge of Night, Soap Opera, Soap Opera, and Artist and uh, Models was her first credit. Alright. That is all of our guest stars, guys. Like I said before, I absolutely loved this episode. It was so fun. Um, and I can't believe that I'm doing season three. I'm so excited. Have a great day, night, depending on when you watch this. And I pray for peace every night when my head hits the pillow. Have a Thank you for your continued support. Happy crime solving, and I'll see you in the next one.